This is Keenan Allen, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here today with, of course, the trash man on this eve of 4th of I guess it's not the eve of 4th of July weekend. That's tomorrow. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm, I'm, I'm headed to the lake tomorrow to celebrate America, trash man. I'm celebrating today, I guess. Yeah, nice shirt, bro. Brother, you look you you look terrific. A a real patriot. <laughs> I love America more than any country in the world, and that <laughs> for exact for exactly that I. reason, I insist on the right to criticize her perpetually. That's James. <laughs> that's 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 James Baldwin, yo. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that's. Uh, I'm sure that. I'm sure that. Uh, I'm sure that every, every everybody agrees. With, uh, we certainly wish everybody out there a happy Fourth of July, and to, to hope everybody's. Uh, healthy and happy and safe. Um, and of course, we hope that you are watching on YouTube, Periscope. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you could please give a five-star rating and review, that would be greatly helpful. We're super excited about all the new listeners and viewers that we're getting these days. Trash Man, I, it might have to do with these uh, shitty t- t- topics that are given to us <laughs> by people that don't even give a shit about football or fantasy football, literally. Topics are given to us by a guy in our company that doesn't know shit about fantasy. <laughs> It feels like mystery science theater. Yeah. Except uh, for uh, fantasy topics. It's just crazy. So you chose that today we'll talk about early, early round or what <laughs> early values. Um, so you've, you've come up with a few, uh, a, f- a few uh, early values we'll go over. But before we do that, I wanted to talk a little, dive into a little bit of wide receiver strength of schedule. You and I talked last time I got about halfway through the tool available to our pro members at rosterwatch.com. And we talked about some of the guys with good schedules. I thought today we could talk about some of the players with uh, with bad schedules as far as wide receivers. And when we get into that, too, we'll talk about our methodology for how we create it and uh, what goes into the thought process for making it. But first, I wanted to talk about just some of these news and notes. Not really too much going on. Uh, there were a couple of things that... Uh, you mentioned trash man. I guess uh, I guess you're know, going to Roto World here. There's a there's a blurb about Le'Veon Bell saying that the Athletics Connor Hughes reports that Le'Veon Bell is out training. like a madman. Yeah, I don't know how much I trust the Athletics Connor Hughes. Um, <laughs> hey, just the know, fact that he's, he's working a, at it working out at all. Means that guy's a, a giant. That guy's a giant fucking fanboy <laughs> for the team. That guy's a, that guy was that guy ran like Jets blog. Hey, that, that that mean that means he may not be a Le'Veon Bell fan. Well, that's that could be true. Here's what it says on Roto World. Um, it's unclear if Hughes is basing this assertion more on Bell's Instagram stories, but nevertheless, Bell is smarting after a disastrous 2019. Smarting means tilting. He's <laughs> tilting after a disastrous 2019. It saw him look like a shell of his former self. Blah blah. Um, so they're saying that they don't know whether this is Connor Hughes just basing it on fucking Instagram stories or what else. 
it's just more, uh, what do you think of this trash man? Is it a pseudo event, fake news? What do you think? <laughs> hey, hey, if, like I said, if there are rumors that Le'Veon Bell is working out, that's good enough for me. What do you think about Le'Veon Bell if you can get him in the fourth round of your draft, which you can? I think that's very great often. value. It's, I mean, it's really, it really, it, it, it really. I mean, is. can you imagine? Can you imagine saying that three years ago? Well, two years ago. Well, but you know, this is a, this is a young man's game, trash man. I mean, you, like, but, it, but it's not even really based guys. on the fact that he's a young man. Do you really think he's lost that much of his step? Yeah. Well, no, but I, I think mean, that his, his offensive line is not – I love that the Jets drafted Mekhi Becton. I think that they've done some things along the offensive line. But it's just like you go from Pittsburgh to where he could – he could. De- Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh developed a signature running style that he sort of needs a killer offensive line to be able to recreate. Do you do you not agree? That sort of dance behind the line. I don't necessarily agree. I mean, but he – he can create. He can create his own. He can create his own lanes. He he works well in space. He sure. Like he, he sure. He sure as fuck didn't create any lanes last year. He created a lot of headaches for fantasy. You could you could argue he was that he was. You could you could argue argue that he wasn't healthy last year. You you can argue anything. Is 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 is, is that completely true? He, no was knows. he not healthy? Was he out of shape? Well, no one. That fuck, man. It's like we we can just make shit up and say you can argue it. He you, didn't can argue like he was having, you can argue he that he was having like personal himself. problems last season, trash man. He didn't look like himself. I know that much. You can you, you can argue you can argue that you he have was going to think you have to think in issues. his in his second year in this offense with a quarterback who's got his legs under him. You know, an offensive line that you say has been improved by a modicum. <sighs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You like you can argue anything if you make up some lie. You don't know if that's true. Like, who, who knows if he was hurt? It's like saying you can. It's, I mean, like I said, it's like saying you can argue he was going through mental health disability last year, that or that he was going through a tough time. You can argue he was going through a tough time financially. Hey, we, we can argue we that. Don't we don't know. We can argue that. Hard time selling a house. They're, maybe. They're, they're, they'll be maybe there'll be a regression to the mean. He's done amazing every other year that he's been a starting running back in the NFL. So you trash me. Do you just just answer me that? <laughs> Do you not agree that Le'Veon Bell has a very, very um, recognizable and signature running style? Yes. How would you describe it? I would describe it – well, it's signatures. I would describe it like Le'Veon Bell. I would describe it like uh, it was um, magic in motion. But, but – but, all right. But – what I understand that with the, the what the what the final presentation of is magic in motion, but break it down into pieces behind the line of scrimmage, and then into the actual running of the football. Is there anything you kind of notice? It's the patience. It's the way that he dances behind the line. He waits for the lanes to develop. He he he's just that's. How, that's was how he was successful in Pittsburgh. He created he created a style he he created a, a style that was I mean you could look at Joe Mixon uh, you could tell that Joe Mixon's running style has been influenced by Le'Veon Bell. It's very 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 specific. And and maybe Bell. I'm feels not a sure it works behind that shitty Jets offensive line. Listen, maybe he feels a little more comfortable in his second year there behind that look, line. I think he's a value too. I've just but, but I but I think it's because of the touches and I and I and I think it's cockamamie to assert that. I'm, you know, Do you think the offense has improved or, or, or regressed? 
I would well, say the I mean, offense every, probably improved. Why? Because just because Darnold's a year a year older and the offensive line has been helped to slide slide bit. They've lost hey, their best and, wide receiver and, in Robbie Anderson. And they gained maybe their best wide receiver in Denzel Mims. Oh, that's true. I thought you were gonna say Brashad Perriman, and I was about to I was gonna shoot myself in the head. Um okay, so yeah, so Le'Veon Bell, best best shape of his life. Connor Hughes um says that he is working out like a mad madman. That's Connor Hughes, who's been a as far as I can tell, a huge Jets fan on Twitter before you ever got hey, a job. Hey, you got to be a Jets fan um, if you want to write about the Jets. I'm sure. Uh, Debo Samuel, just a bunch of this news from the Athletics. Matt Barrows, I guess, from his recent uh, 49ers mailbag. He considers Trent Taylor to place third on the 49ers in receptions behind George Kittle and Debo Samuel. That, again, via the Athletic, via Roto World. I – I don't know. I mean, are they just? Ca- does, are they not- does, he, does he know that they drafted Brandon? Ayuk? Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But it, it, it maybe it does go to show. Like before the injury last year to Trent Taylor, he was a dude that we were, you know, considering being interested in at least as a deep dynasty stash. I, I'm beginning to think, you know, hey, now with this injury. new news, now with this new news, uh, Debo Samuel is dealing with a classic Jones fracture, so that looks same more like injury. a tendon. Yeah, a 10 to 12 week, then a 12 to 16 is initially reported. Um, that gets us down to a pretty close. Let's, let's see, what is Tay? We're, we're 40 hey, July weekend. I don't think I don't I don't think they'll rush Debo Samuel back. It may be Brandon. It, I, it may be George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and Trent Taylor. Either way, Trent Taylor could end up being the number three. Ah, no, I I agree. So could so could Brandon I so could Brandon Ayuk or Brandon Ayuk could be the number two. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, so Byron and I had this discussion yesterday. Just if I were just to ask you at the end of your draft, you could either have Nikhil Harry with Cam Newton throwing him the football now, or you could have Brandon Ayuk. Which one would you take? Nikhil Harry. Why? I think better uh, touchdown equity. Well, I got bad news for you, Trash Man. He has the second worst schedule of any uh, wide receiver in the top oh. seventy-five ADP-wise. Uh, so let's just let's just go ahead and get into that. Let's go ahead and go over those guys. Of course, you can um, you can uh, find the cheat sheet at rosterwatch.com along with all of our other tools that we talk about here. Um, I'll just pull up I'll, just so you guys can see the format here of this tool. Uh, I'll just pull it up to where you can see the guys, some of the guys with the worst schedules. But um, for everybody listening on the podcast, all I'm doing here is I'm just showing what the what the uh, wide receiver cornerback uh, visualization tool sort of looks like here. And you can see I've gone through and I projected the corner that will be facing each wide receiver for the projected plurality of his snaps in each of these games. Should these guys stay healthy and a score, a cumulative score has been assigned to these guys, the higher the score, the easier the projected cornerback matchup. And you can see as we go down here, the scores get worse and worse. And you start seeing more and more red and pink <laughs> here along the bottom. And so we're, we're going to talk about the guys here at the very bottom. Uh, these are the guys that we project as having the worst matchups from week to week. And we'll go over the top five worst matchups uh, or worst cumulative matchups. But before we do that, Trash Man, I'll give just the, 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 uh, the top three runners up. So this will be the top eight. You can give me your quick thought on this. Keenan Allen, the eighth worst out of the top 75 uh, as far as wide receiver ADP. Your thoughts on that, especially considering the fact that we rarely ever get slot corners with tough schedules, especially this tough. It's just the Keenan Allen faces a bunch of really tough slot corners and a bunch of really tough slot defenders. 
most specifically. It doesn't matter um, to me. Why? He, why? I he mean, he had, a, he had he had a down year last season, and still had a great year compared to most wide receivers. I feel like he's a safety blanket for Tyrod Taylor. I feel like that position that he plays in the offense. I just I don't worry too much about Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, you say he was okay. Like, oh, Jesus, yeah. I didn't realize he was wide receiver eight on the season last year. Yeah, and he had a down PBR. season. No, he did. But 104 catches for 1,200 yards and six touchdowns. That's that's nothing to um, that's nothing to nothing to sneeze at. Actually, I, what were his what were where was he as far as targets? He was sixth in targets last season. Those targets are going to have to come down though, right? Maybe. You think Tyrod's going to pepper him quite as much? I mean, Philip Rivers loves targeting I don't think Tyrod. Taylor has a worse arm than than Philip Rivers at this point not, in their career. Not last year, but Philip Rivers did did really love targeting the slot. And I think Tyrod Taylor targeting will Keenan too. Allen. Could be good news for. Um, could be good. Uh, I heard somebody talking about. You know, as I was going through this, it's something I hadn't thought about before. But you know, as you project Paris Campbell, he's pre, he's proje- you know we project oh. him to play play in the slot. Philip Rivers to Paris Campbell. I heard Love somebody Paris talking Campbell. about that. I, I, I think somebody's talking about that on our friend Matt Kelly's uh, podcast, the Road of Wonder World pod. I, I wish he, I could give him credit. I, he was I, I my dark horse in his rookie season to, 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 to lead rookie receivers. It didn't work out injury-wise, but there's a lot to like about Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell falling right in the middle of the pack as far as his slot receiver matchups on the seat. He's going to have to face some of these guys who he's got some tough ones just in, 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 in conference. He has to go against. He's an exceptional athlete though. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. He has to go against like DJ Hayden. Who's like a tough, pretty tough matchup as far as slot corners are concerned. Same with Brian Poole, Buster screen. But the problem is those guys are nowhere near as fast as Paris Campbell. So yeah. And so, okay. Um, so after Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, super tough schedule, man. Um, do you worry about him at all? It's, it, from weeks nine to week 12 is really where it's the murderer's row. We have Byron Jones, Tredavious White, either Quentin Dunbar or Shaquille Griffin, and then Stephon Gilmore. And then in the, your championship weekend, DeAndre Hopkins will surely get Richard Sherman uh, week 16. Your thoughts about that? I would worry about it more if – Hop was more of an outside receiver, but he can play all over the field. He can be, he can, and I feel like to the quarterback situation there, I feel like with Kyler Murray, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to improvise more, come out of the pocket more. I feel like there's going to be more opportunities for both him and Hopkins. I just, I don't really see it be, be the sheer number of plays, the sheer volume yeah. makes you not that worried about DeAndre Hopkins with, with that said, I, I think that, um, and and Hopkins had a down year in 2019 too. Yeah, I mean, look, man, they uh, clearly they clearly they're gonna they're gonna use him. He's one of the best wide receivers in the in the league, and uh, we 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 know that they run a high volume plays. Click Kingsbury has had a whole another. He year might be the best wide receiver in the league when Antonio Brown's not in it. He's well, no, that's that's Michael Thomas, but I, I think the I think DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, you can make Michael Thomas. Do you think Michael Thomas is as dynamic a player as DeAndre Hopkins? He just he just, he just catches. He's the most effective wide receiver in the league. He's one of the most effective wide receivers the league's ever seen. He's he's extremely efficient. Yeah, and effective, 
And what, In effect, what the fuck else do you want? Do you, I mean, what else do you want? <laughs> all I'm okay. saying, all I'm saying, if, if you needed to get 25 yards out of somebody, I would rather put my money on DeAndre Hopkins and Michael. If I, if, and if your and if your aunt had it, you know what? You know the story. Like it's like we don't always need to. Like, um, hey. All right. Uh, right, right outside of the top five, Henry Ruggs with a brutally tough schedule. If we're going to be considering the, the, the number one sort of alpha outside wide receiver for the Oakland Raiders, which I or the Las Vegas Raiders, which I do. Do you consider him the com, coming in and automatically being the number one and projecting that way as far as the corners that he'll face? Uh, as 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 much as there can be a number one receiver in a Derek Carr led offense. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, here we get into the bottom five, and we'll just talk about them. Thankfully, the fifth worst schedule here uh, on the board we have for Cortland Sutton. The way that I've said is like, look, Jerry Judy's great. I think Jerry Judy's going to play out of the slot. I think he's going to play outside, but I think Cortland Sutton's going to play outside, and he's going to, you know, he. So, Cortland Sutton actually got shadowed quite a bit last year. I don't know if he'll get shadowed this year as much because teams could be worried about Jerry Judy and they could, you know, we'll, just, we'll, we'll have to see how all that works. But certainly we kind of consider him the num- number one or at least the 1A and, and Judy the 1B at least to start. And so if we're projecting it like that, we're projecting Judy to be mainly on the outside as well. You know, what we do is we either put the better corner on Sutton or we look and see who's shadowed in the past or – we just look at body types and see who's, you know, because Sutton's a little bit bigger, right? So we, we go with the bigger guy on I Sutton. I think that's this, how most people would approach that. This is this is just tough for him. He'll face um, either either in the in week one he'll either, he'll either get Malcolm Butler or or Adore Jackson. It's hard to tell which one. Both those guys are, you know, Adore Jackson's probably a little bit tougher of a matchup. Then he'll get Joe Hayden with the Steelers, Carlton Davis with the Bucks, who's actually kind of good. Uh, Pierre Desir, who kind of not as good. He's with the Jets now, but a uh, bigger guy, a little bit easier to body up. The next two gets real tough. Stephon Gilmore, Byron Jones. If he doesn't get Byron Jones, he'll get Xavier Howard, who people are back and forth about uh, there with the Dolphins, but. Uh, I, I think probably you would you get Byron Jones on Cortland Sutton in this situation. He'll get Tredarius Ward. Then he'll have his bye week. Then after the bye week, uh, he'll get Isaiah Oliver for the Falcons. That should be a very rare, easy matchup for him. Then after that, Prince of Mukamura, Casey Hayward, Marcus Lattimore. He ends his season with Tredavious White and then Casey Hayward again. So that's brutal. That's a brutal schedule for Cortland Sutton. I was already worried with KJ Hamler coming in there. I was already worried with Jerry Judy coming in there. I was already worried with Albert O coming in there. I was already worried with Noah Noah Fant this season. I was already worried with Melvin Gordon coming in, knowing what he can do as a receiving threat out of the backfield. I I mean, I love Cortland Sutton as a prospect. I just, I don't know if I could be taking him in the what fourth, fifth round, wherever he's going right now. Uh, If 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 it was somebody, he's going to be touchdown dependent. Yeah, I mean, do you, how how interested are you in a touchdown dependent Cortland Sutton? At, you know, where where you have to take him at current ADP? When you whenever you know that this is tough, dude. It's like this is a tough, tough schedule, and it's Drew, and, and Drew Locks not a, and Drew. Can we really say that Drew Locks that? I'm not sure that Drew Locks. Drew Drew Lock is the biggest question there. All right, that's like a fucking yeah. Just like all right, well, see, see. 
We got James Kenny in the comments saying, tough schedule, new QB chemistry. Think you need to worry more about DeAndre Hopkins. That's the thing. We usually, I mean, on, on the cheat sheet, no! wide receivers going to new teams. Wide receivers going the, to new teams. That's a whole, you know. DeAndre Hopkins had one of his best seasons ever in a year where he played with TJ Yates, Brandon Whedon. Uh, who was, and some who other was, shithead. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't Osweiler, I mean, was it? No, was Osweiler, no, was, uh, no. Um, it was someone bad. It was, yeah. Oh, but it, I think he played with at least three, maybe four quarterbacks that season. One of his best years. Someone in his will let us career. know. I can't believe I can't think of that third quarterback that year. It's it Brandon Whedon, TJ Yates, and um, yeah, I, I can't think of the third guy. That's fine. Okay. Uh, the fourth worst schedule via the proprietary strength of schedule tool at rosterwatch.com for our pro members the 2020 wide receiver matchup projection visualization tool available in your download section your boy stefan Diggs, trash man a guy that we we're already worried about anyway going from uh, go, going from a decent situation to a much worse one in buffalo is it much worse that's yes. arguable i think it's worse i mean for, all right, do, on one hand you get do you away, think do you, do you think second, josh allen is a better or worse quarterback than kirk cousins in fantasy in fantasy, yeah, much in, in any, okay. fantasy is much better. He runs okay. for eight touchdowns or whatever. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if the quarterback situation is improving and Stefan Diggs is. No, 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 no. The fantasy <laughs> quarterback situation is improving, which, which, which in turn, but via the way that Josh Allen scores his fantasy points, could maybe take points off the table for Stefan Diggs. Uh, he'll tuck the ball and run it. It's not going to gun it in there to Stephon Diggs like Kirk Cousins would have. I, I would argue that I would argue that Josh Allen is shaping out to be a better NFL quarterback than Kirk Cousins. So Listen, I don't, I don't, I don't really buy that that he's going to be in a much worse situation. It's going to be a lot worse. Uh, and John Brown's there. Uh, he'll have he'll have Pierre to see Adam Thielen was there. Jalen Ramsey, Prince of Mukamura, Malcolm Butler, Tredavious Ward, Stephon Gilmore, Shaquille Griffin, Patrick Peters, and Casey Hayward, Richard Sherman, Joe Hayden, A.J. Bouye, Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore. Who do you think gets targeted more, Adam Thielen or John Brown in any offense? This, 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 this year? John, yeah, Brown sure. could, John, John, John Brown will get doubled in targets by Adam Thielen this year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, oh, and even in the past, I like, I just don't see, I just don't see how there's going to be that, why you think there's going to be that big of a drop off for, for Stefan Diggs, just because Josh Allen likes to run the ball sometimes. <sighs> okay. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Last year, Josh Allen, 400, 461 attempts. Last year, Kirk Cousins, yeah, you're right, Four, 444. So Josh Allen actually attempted more passes last year. We forget that Kirk Cousins, and that's something we need to remember too about Stefanski coming to the – coming to the. Um, ah, James Kenney coming through with it, Tom something or another. It was Tom Savage. Tom, Tom Savage. Savage. That's who it was. Thank you. Thank you. You forget Kirk Cousins was low volume last year too. Now will He's a they slow say starter. Low will they, Perennial will low, they say slow is, starter. Will, will they stay as low volume this year? We're not sure. Stuff, hey, it depends if Dalvin Cook is their running back or not. Okay. Um, 
Okay. Well, I mean, you've, you've talked me into maybe not being as down on Stefan Diggs. Still, still, still not interested. Still not interested. <laughs> um, the third worst schedule, Robert Woods of the Los Angeles Rams. Just when you kind of thought you're getting a discount on getting a discount on Robert Woods, you see his schedule sucks. We talk, kind of talked about him last time, but any extra thoughts today? I mean, it was the second half of his season last year that he came on. What, what, what does it look like this year for him as far as schedule? I mean, are you, so, I mean, the, so so he doesn't start out easy. He starts all right. Chidobe Awuzie is borderline. Maybe he's good. I, don't, I mean, do you think Chidobe Awuzie is good? Cowboys thought he was decent. decent enough to let fucking Byron Jones go. Um, then 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 he'll get Darius Slay, Tre'Davious White, James Bradbury. He'll get he'll get uh, Fabian Moreau, who's a little bit of an easier matchup. Uh, after that, he'll get Richard Sherman, Kyle Fuller, Byron Jones, bye week. Quentin Dunbar slash Shaquille Griffin, Carlton Davis, Richard Sherman again, Patrick Peterson, Safan Gilmore, uh, Pierre Desir, then again uh, either Shaquille Griffin or Quentin Dunbar. That's fucking brutal. And those and th- and those are easy ones to to point out because we know exactly we know that he's going to be outside and we know that Cooper Cup's going to be in the slot. I mean, I guess it too kind of depends on if Josh Reynolds can handle the other side of the field and. You, and how just, that a, you just you just cannot give up on Josh Reynolds, can you? You just can't quit the guy. There's no reason to quit him yet. He was he was break up. Uh, he was more he was more he was more. Um, we're getting a question here from Juarez. Your problem for Orange Bloods. Uh, what was I saying? This is this is tilting me about Anthony Miller. What was I saying be, before I got thrown off by my Anthony Miller question here? You were talking about um, Josh Reynolds. He was a better college producer than Mike Evans. Isn't that just so hard to believe? That's <laughs> crazy. He's more more yeah. prolific college producer. Okay, uh, Alex, you were super high on Anthony Miller a couple of years ago. What happened? Trubisky, yes, and fucking Mad Nagy, a clown fucking clown show offense. Just the just the squirt gun. I mean, this thing is a clown <laughs> shoes. It is. It is. The, what is what is Byron Bugs called? He calls it. He calls it. He calls it just the most cockamamie, backassward version of the uh, of the great gimmicky version of the greatest show on turf anybody's ever seen. Tell Matt Nagy gets out of there. I don't know. I don't know really what to say about it. With that being said, as long as we're talking about these wide receiver cornerback matchups, Anthony Miller. Now that you ask, Juarez, one, two, three, four, five, six. This the sixth best schedule uh, for the opposing corners he'll face. He he runs seventy seven point five percent of his snaps out of the slot the, and the, nick the, Foles the, is the chicago slot receivers yeah then put in nick add in nick big Foles year for anthony miller receiver so yeah i don't hate anthony miller and we're we're getting him <laughs> if, if you use the cheat sheet for the ppr leagues uh, you're, you're you're gonna get him and i have not given up on anthony miller i'm i'm not i'm not going to give up on anthony miller i feel about it about anthony miller like trash man feels about josh reynolds okay um Second to worst, Nikhil Harry. We already talked about him, but this thing's brutal. It's brutal at the start. It's brutal at the finish. He only really has two easy matchups in Week Nine versus Pierre Desir, and Week Eleven when what we could project is probably Gary and Conley with the Houston Texans. He could get Bradley Roby there. Other than that, it's a fucking murderer's row. The worst schedule in all of fantasy for wide receivers: Rashad Perriman. New New York that's Jets. You, that's why you play the bass. 
I should ask you for the drum. I should ask you for the drum roll. Trash man. What do you think about Brashad Perriman before we get into your uh, in, into your value picks here? Um, you know he does. Do you still think he's the athletic specimen that he once was? I feel like Denzel no. Mems is the guy I'm excited about in that wide receiver core. As soon as he was drafted, Denzel Mims, Denzel yes. Mims, the the tenth best schedule okay. of anybody. Because and that's I, and that's I, the, that's think, what I'm excited about for the I think, Jets offense. I, I, I think Brashad Pyramid is going to get the is, is going to at least start out getting the getting the number one corner right. Den, yeah. Denzel Mims will get the number two outside corner, and at least we can project it like that. He's not even on, on every snap, but maybe not even the majority. But this is about the plurality of snaps. This is about the opportunity to make plays, right? And so we know Jamison Crowder is going to get the slot corner, right? Or the Tieran Matthew or whoever, if it's not a corner, whoever is handling the slot. And Denzel Mims is going to get the number two. And do you know what that means? It means that uh, in the times whenever, let's say – you know, Brashad Perriman is going to get Tredavious White twice. That means Denzel Mims is going to get Josh Norman twice, who sucks now, right? Like, Josh, he's going to get Josh Norman twice. I have a mighty have fallen. Yeah, I mean, he gets he he, he gets unproven guys. Like, um, he's going to get you know whenever whenever Brashad Perriman is on Richard Sherman, Denzel Mims is going to be on Emmanuel Mosley, right? Whenever Patrick Peterson is on Brashad Perriman. Denzel Mims probably going to be on Robert Alford. Maybe he would be on um, – maybe Byron Murphy would be on him, but it would seem like since Byron Murphy plays on the slot, Byron Murphy would move inside to, be, to get on to, uh, Jamison Crowder, especially at the beginning of the season. So maybe all – so he'll get Robert Alford. That's another super easy matchup. He'll get – you know, um, whenever Rashad Pyramin – Rashad Pyramin's – you know what? Rashad Pierman might not be faster than Denzel Mims. I keep forgetting that Denzel Mims ran, ran sub 4-4. Rashad yeah. Pierman, though, you, you forget at the UCF Pro Day ran, ran sub ran sub 4-3, which I don't know if we, you know, we can we can always go by. But um, maybe maybe Denzel Mims sees Byron Jones when they play Miami. But I, I, I think he'll see Xavier Howard, which is the easier yeah. matchup. These are these are just, I mean, whenever, whenever. Uh, they play Cleveland in week uh, 16. Whenever the Jets play Cleveland in week 16, Rashad Perriman will see Denzel Ward while, while, I mean, while Denzel Mims will see Greedy. I just – that's it's, it's one of those that just fell. Like they, the Jets are played – if by the end of the season the script flips to where people are like, shit, man, we need to start putting our good guy on Denzel Mims, then Denzel Mims will have a hard schedule. But it looks like, uh, at least from the very start, it's going to be Rashad Perriman uh, there uh, on the on the on the with the shit end of the stick. Trash man, what you've been dying to talk about? You've been you've been texting me all week. I don't even understand what this fucking topic is. Champing at the bit. I I think I do. Maybe the topic is early values. Early values. So I took this as players who. Who you're going to get early in the drafts, but are going to still be able to provide value for you. Who are they? And so the first of these is Kenny Galladay. It's wide receiver seven right now. You're just all Kenny, in, man. I hey. Think that he's, I think that his led, – led, led wide receivers in touchdowns last season with Matt Stafford only playing half the games. I, I mean, oh, I mean over uh, 1,100 yards. I just – 
think with Matt Stafford playing a full season, I think Kenny Galladay could be a top three wide receiver. And you and no love at all for Marvin Jones. I mean, there's some love there, but I mean, but Kenny Galladay is the man there. Uh, I'm not sure that that's the case. I mean, opposing teams don't always see that. I mean, I I, I can get Marvin Jones at wide receiver 37. I have to spend, what did you say? I mean, his ADP, I'm not getting him very much. So I don't know the exact, it's like, what is it, nine, eight? Like, what is his ADP right now? Set. It's like, trash me, and all the value's baked into it. He's, he's wide receiver eight right now. He almost if you can get it, if you, if you get, if you get a top three, maybe number one wide receiver out of it, I'd say that's value. I'll, I'll, I'll give you five to one odds that there's absolutely no, I'll give you five to one odds that he's not wide receiver one in PPR next year. Okay. Do you, do, do you want to take the deal? Sure. Okay. I'll, I'll write that down. What, like for three Jimmy John sandwiches? So I'd, 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 I'd owe you 15 Jimmy John sandwiches? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay. So so what did we say? Five to one. Galladay is wide receiver is, – is the wide receiver one, not a wide receiver one, but the wide receiver one in PPR. Okay. I, I'm chalking up those Jimmy John sandwiches. Half point PPR. Half point PPR. We said, we said, all right, fine. I'll, I'll do half point PPR. So I'm just adding to my little crib sheet here. All right. Um, your next one. Kenyon Drake. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. It's like fucking this should be, should be called the Kenyon Drake. <laughs> the Trash Man Talks About Kenyon Drake podcast. <laughs> well, it's true. Can you dispute it's, it? It is true. No. He's an excellent value. You can you can argue to taking there's an argument to taking Kenyon Drake like number six overall in, in PPR. There's a legit argument to it. It's ADP is 24 right now. He's running back is 11. ADP? Is that his ADP? That's unbelievable. It's a it's a it's got to be a little higher than that, doesn't it? Let's see, Kenyon Drake. His ADP is not 24. Oh, in standard. Are you, yeah, you're you're looking okay. His his ADP is 13 in PPR. Running back eight. So a little bit more valuable in PPR there, trash man. But I still think he's great value, right? He's great value. Yes. Excellent value. Michael Yeager's asking, oh, God, if we switch back to Jimmy John's from – oh, shit, I'm sorry, man. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just so used to – I'm just so used to using J- Jimmy John's sandwiches. But, yes, no, no, no. We, we did officially switch to Jersey Mike's a while back. Those Jimmy John's kids. They start sponsoring Those Jimmy John's kids are just them. too jerky. <laughs> Too jerky. What do you? The fucking thing is, trash man. Is that they do this jerky thing where if you order one of the slims, like you just want a slim, they won't just put mayonnaise or mustard on there for you. They make you take a packet of it. Give you the package, which is which is more fucking expensive for the company. Hey, hey, do you want they want to do your sandwiches? Do you want them touching your sandwiches more? Never have. Never will. Like I said, right. trash man. I was a man. I was a man ahead of my time, <laughs> slathering all this hand sanitizer on and worrying about people's germs. All right, you got any others? Uh, all right, after him, Austin Eckler. He's not safe. Hey, he was the fourth highest scoring running back in PPR in 2019. He's not safe. You don't worry at all about Joshua Kelly. What a goat he is! No. Oh, I didn't worry about. Did you worry about Melvin Gordon with Austin yes. Eckler last season? Yeah, 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 I did. And Eckler was still came in as the fourth highest scoring running back in PPR formats. And you think Joshua Kelly's better than Melvin Gordon?
goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 